Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. So if you are an Android user, really good news. I wanted to announce this yesterday, but it just didn't happen in time for the podcast yesterday. Uh, we are actually now available on Google Play. Uh, so very good news. If you're an Android user, you can download us from Google Play, uh, really starting from the last episode, but all of the podcast episodes going all the way back to episode one uh, are available. Uh, so very good news for anybody that uses an Android phone, which is most of the people in the world. So uh, my apologies for being late to that game, but now we're a part of Google Play as well, so that's very good. In addition to that, obviously, we're on Stitcher and iTunes as well as YouTube. Uh, So uh, there's an interesting picture I found as well from EarthPix on Twitter uh, saying to have an adventurous new year, Uh, and you can't really see it too well on the screen, but there's a guy that's climbing up this huge mountain full of ice here uh, so I thought that, that was a pretty cool picture to share uh, also Eugene Good tweeted out Jeff Sessions should focus on how Congress crippled the DEA's ability to fight the opioid epidemic instead he tramples upon states rights and recreational marijuana laws 64,000 Americans died last year from opioids none have died from THC but you know, priorities. Uh, then Jimmy Dunn tweeted out, uh, because Bill Belichick actually had the Patriots practicing in the blizzard yesterday, uh, which was hilarious, the images that were coming out of that. Uh, so Jimmy Dunn tweeted out, blizzard coming in Boston. The mayor says schools are closed. The governor says stay off the roads. Bill Belichick says leave early for practice. <laughs> uh, then. Ken Rosenthal tweeted out, finally a move happened in baseball yesterday. Uh, The White Sox got Soria uh, in a three-team trade. Uh, So that was probably the the biggest name player that got moved. Not a huge blockbuster, but it's something. Uh, Hopefully it starts to get some wheels in motion in baseball because really nothing has happened since Stanton signed with the Yankees. I also was talking about the World Junior uh, Tournament And I was saying that I felt bad for Team USA. Obviously, they're the host country this year for the World Juniors. Uh, Even though I'm a Team Canada fan, uh, because they beat Canada outdoors with very little rest, I really wanted to see them make it to the finals against Canada. I thought that would have been a really good matchup. Uh, But unfortunately, uh, they ended up losing to Sweden uh, in the semifinals. So they will not make it to the finals this year. Uh, Then I was saying uh, yesterday, this weather bomb is so strong, I could feel the effects in Toronto. I literally had to turn my back to the wind, and at one point, I even went into a bus shelter, and the wind was so strong that it made the glass shake, and I thought that the shelter was actually going to (laughs) collapse onto me. Uh, It was that crazy. Um, And with the weather bomb, I'm waiting to see Trump's tweet that says that climate change isn't real, because he seems to have a tweet like that every time something like this occurs. Uh, Dave Hawthorne tweeted out, in regards to the Tim Hortons tweets that I've been having, and this is hilarious to me because I've had a lot of tweets, in my opinion, that are a lot more controversial than what I said about Tim Hortons, but for some reason, this is becoming a thing on Twitter. Um, So Dave Hawthorne says, says the guy who tweeted this in the drive-thru ordering his triple-triple, First of all, I don't drink coffee, and I certainly don't drink coffee at Tim Hortons, but 
it's funny to me how many people are okay with what Tim Hortons is doing to their employees. Um, and I've even seen so many drastic excuses for it and the finger being pointed back to Kathleen Wynne. At the end of the day, this is something that all of Ontario has known about, the minimum wage increase, for over a year. So there's plenty of time to plan for it, plenty of time to figure out what you're going to do for it. And yet you're seeing a big name like Tim Hortons doing this. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, there's individual franchises and, you know, the, the people that are in charge of those franchises, they might not have much market share because, you know, there's another Tim Hortons down the road. Well, then that Tim Hortons shouldn't be in business. You know, if you can't afford $15 an hour, then you shouldn't be in business. If you can't figure out how to make that work, you shouldn't be in business. It's ridiculous to me how many people are pointing the finger at a politician versus the people that are supposedly running these businesses. Uh, but I get a kick out of it, so that's basically what this show is going to be about today. Um, so I responded to Dave, I was saying, no, seriously, uh, I've even got gift cards for Tim's for Christmas, but I refuse to even spend those until they change uh, everything across all franchises when it comes to benefits and paid breaks. Uh, all it takes is a tweak. In my opinion, it's this simple. All it would take is a tweak to whatever the higher-ups make, the managers, etc., assistant managers, the person that's in charge of the franchise, uh, a tweak there to be able to afford it. Uh, because okay, there's a 30% increase on minimum wage, but let's say there was no increase on minimum wage. Let's say there's a 30% increase on what, whatever material you need to make the donuts, whatever material you need to make the coffee, the machines, the parts, whatever. Let's say somewhere along those lines, there was a 30% increase. You're telling me that Tim Hortons wouldn't be able to run their business because of that? Are you kidding me? It's pathetic, and it's clearly politics that I think a lot of these fools on Twitter are buying into and they're pointing the finger at a politician as opposed to the business. And maybe they really love Tim Hortons, I don't know. I don't really care. I don't have a brand loyalty to any of these companies because quite frankly they don't have a loyalty to their own employees. So it's crazy to me. Uh, but to me it's easy. All they have to do is make those tweaks up the top and then they would be able to do it. You could think of it as a true trickle-down in that sense. Um, I just find it hard to believe that even a franchise of Tim Hortons can't afford what small businesses already can afford uh, in Ontario. If small businesses can do it, I don't see why the hell Tim Hortons franchises can't do it. And if the issue is, oh, well, there's another Tim Hortons site right across the street, well, then one of those two sites shouldn't be in business. Um, you know, if the only thing that kept those two sites running was basically being subsidized by having people making piss change for salary, you shouldn't be in business. Like, it's, it's ridiculous to me. Uh, which is basically what Sheila Walker was saying. The franchisees are not all like this. The head office might be making millions, but the independent franchisee are not. Some stores are so close together, it's impossible to expand market share either. That's my point. If they're too close together, one of them should be out of business. And if the only thing that kept them in business was because they were paying their employees piss change for salaries, they should not be in business. Um, you know, I, I don't really understand where these people are coming from. Uh, but 
of course, it continued. Uh, so Dave Hawthorne tweeted out, I get that most people don't understand how business works. So instead of arguing the point with me, he's basically pointing at me and saying, I don't know how business works. Even though for three years I was a trainer and three years I was a manager, this guy doesn't know me from anybody, but apparently he knows I don't know anything about business. So I get that most people don't understand how business works. You have to be in one to get it. I think you should use those cards they have already been paid for. Obviously, gift cards have already been paid for. I understand that. It's the point of not even going into the store to get anything, to take merchandise off of their shelf. Um, and on top of that, the gift card is a gift. It's not my own actual money that I spent in the first place. Um, but I obviously won't be spending any money at Tim Hortons anytime soon. Um, so these arguments are ridiculous to me because they can't even make an argument. Um, and in addition to that, I just say that the optics and the public sentiment are part of business too. As somebody who doesn't know how businesses work, uh, as is word of mouth. Uh, so all of these things are not too kind to Tim's these days. And his response to that was, yes, correct. We have our premier to thank for that, but thankfully we have an election coming in June. So thankfully we have an election coming in June, okay. Well, the only thing I've heard from the conservative side of things coming into this election in June is that their plan is to slow down the next increase in minimum wage to $15 a little bit past next year. How the fuck is that gonna solve anything? You've already seen the huge increase by 30% on minimum wage now. You slowing down a dollar an hour increase is not going to change anything. Um, it's, it's, if that's your solution, you don't deserve to be elected any more than Kathleen Wynne deserves to continue running. Um, and as somebody who lives in Ontario myself, I'm not, I don't know who I'm voting for yet in June. I'm sure I'll have lots of discussions about it on this podcast. Um, but I'd love to see a proper solution from the conservative side. I don't see it right now. Their solution is, we're going to slow down the next increase to $15. How is that going to help anything? Um, so it, there's a lot going on about this, obviously, um, and it was something that I wanted to bring up in the podcast to share with everybody that watches and listens to the podcast, because I don't agree with what some people are saying on Twitter. I really don't. Um, and I don't understand why out of everything that I tweet, and I tweet a hell of a lot of things that are a lot more controversial than that, me saying that I'm going to boycott Tim Hortons got all of this ire. Um, when Tim Hortons, in, in any franchise of Tim Hortons, goes around and they send letters to their employees saying, oh, I bet you wondered if we were going to fire you or your peers. Well, guess what? So that you can keep your job, we're going to cut your paid breaks and your benefits. What the fuck is that? No business should be doing that. You're better off just firing off your staff than if you're an employee, I would feel better if I got fired than getting a letter like that. What the fuck is that? And what's to stop this employer from doing a whole bunch of other shit? Um, it's, it's fucking ridiculous that a franchise like Tim Hortons can't run as successfully as other small businesses that can deal with a $15 an hour uh, minimum wage of $14 an hour right now. Um, I, I can never, I could never understand that. 
and these people on Twitter that are trying to justify what what these franchises are doing because it's a business decision. Businesses can be run in other ways, and just because you make that decision doesn't mean that you can just point the finger to the premier and say it's just her fault. No, you're the one that made the decision, and every decision has consequences. So the premier's decision had consequences for your employees because you made that decision. Now your decision is going to have an impact on your customers who will decide whether or not they still want to go to your franchise because you're being a cheapskate. Um, that's the way that it works. Uh, so you can talk about the election in June, but I'm more interested to see the election that happens every day at these franchises at Tim Hortons, how many people still show up there. Keep in mind that there is still plenty of competition for Tim Hortons in Canada. Um, it's not the only uh, show in town. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. Clearly, though, there's a lot of people, in my opinion, that are on the wrong side of the argument with this. And honestly, I find it hilarious that an increase in minimum wage is so controversial uh, to these people. I would hate to see what these people's arguments are going to be when AI comes into effect and they lose their jobs, as does everybody else, when universal income becomes a debate. What the fuck is their argument going to be then? Oh, I don't want our taxpayers going to, to pay for somebody that's not working. Nobody's going to be working when AI is really in effect. So, you know, this is uh, pretty crazy to me that this many people are on the wrong side of history, in my opinion, about something as simple as minimum wage, let alone a universal income, which is no doubt coming uh, as AI continues to improve. So uh, interesting for me to see that. Um, and in a way, very unsettling uh, to see that there's a lot of people that view the world that way, especially in Canada, uh, in Ontario specifically. Uh, but be that as it may, on a much lighter subject, uh, I was watching the Leafs game yesterday, and uh, repeatedly the Leafs had the lead, as usual, because their scoring is great, and their goaltending from Anderson was shit. 1-0 to zero became 1-1 one to one with less than a minute left in the first period. 2-1 to one for the Leafs became 2-2 two to two with, I believe, 2 minutes left in the second period or something like that. And that last goal that he let in was his own fault. He couldn't clear the puck, and it basically went out a rebound and got scored on. Uh, to me, when I watched that, like that was right up there with the likes of Andrew Raycroft as a Leafs goaltender in terms of shitty goals. And I was saying that's why we pay him all of the big bucks. I, I seriously do not understand why the Leafs are paying so much to a guy who just continues to let leads go away. Uh, a lot of people point to his save percentage and he did have a great streak where he was winning games, but how much of that was him and how much of that is the offense that plays in front of him? You could probably put in just about anybody in that and they would have the same numbers in that same period of time. Um, I do not view him as an elite goalie. I certainly don't think he's worth the money that they're paying him because as a goalie, one of the key things is if your team has a lead, doing everything you can to stop the puck and not to lose momentum. And that's exactly what Anderson does almost on a game-to-game -game basis. 
they will have a lead, they will lose it, any momentum that they have, dead. And you can blame the defense all you want, but at a certain point, a goaltender is supposed to kill momentum from the other team, not kill their own momentum. Uh, then yesterday, the major topic of our podcast yesterday was about uh, the microprocessor issue uh, for Intel, for AMD, for ARM, for all of those companies. And CNET News tweeted out, forget about an Intel chip recall from Meltdown and Spectre, uh, says the CEO for Intel. Uh, Shira Tipkin tweeted out, breaking news, Apple says all iOS and Macs are affected by those processor security flaws, but says the latest software updates fixes one and the other fix for Safari in the coming days. And an interesting uh, thing I took away, I was watching one of Joe Rogan's podcasts, and uh, an interesting thing I took away from it is uh, they were saying, you either win or you learn. Uh, And I think that that's a very solid thought there. Uh, Then in that same game for the Leafs, uh, Nazem Kadri got into a fight with Joe Thornton pretty much as soon as the game started. Uh, And in that fight, uh, he literally ripped out a chunk of Joe Thornton's... He literally ripped out a chunk of Joe Thornton's beard, which you can see there uh, on the ice. And after the game... Uh, Nazem Kadri said that he doesn't know what happened, but he's not a barber, and I was dying laughing at that. Uh, then uh, I tweeted out, there's an article on USA Today, 10 landmarks that are smaller than the Antarctic iceberg in July that kind of broke off. Uh, it was nearly the size of Delaware, and it was actually bigger than Grand Canyon National Park, bigger than New York City, bigger than Los Angeles. That's how big this piece of ice was that broke off. Um, But you know, Donald Trump says there's no such thing as climate change. Uh, Speaking of Donald Trump, uh, the Weekly Standard tweeted out that Trump wants a book banned, a political opponent in jail, and says his former advisor is insane. This is all dangerous. Uh, So this is from the Weekly Standard. Uh, Doug Benson, comedian, responded to that, yeah, our president is a worthless piece of fuck, and I think most people would agree with that. Uh, Uberfax tweeted out, sitting in chairs can actually arouse women. That's pretty interesting, I didn't know that. Uh, Then, broken Mika Kellner tweeted out, uh, first Jericho does the most rock star thing ever by coming out to his own song. Then he has an all-time epic match with Kenny Omega. Now he's attacked, and I don't watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, so I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. It's either Naito or Naito. I'm not sure. Uh, But either way, uh, 2018 is the year of Jericho, and it certainly seems to be. I I find it very interesting that as he's touring with Fozzie, he's decided uh, to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling to fight Kenny Omega uh, and really put him... Uh, put the spotlight on on Kenny Omega, um, and it'll be interesting to see what the WWE what the WWE does at this point. Will they have Jericho participate in the Royal Rumble? Nobody seems to know. Uh, doesn't look like it now with what he's doing in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but who knows? Uh, will the WWE decide to bring in Kenny Omega at some point? 
I think most people would hope so because he's clearly at this point probably the best wrestler not in the WWE so you know it, it's very interesting all of these things Jericho's done just recently uh, I think for a lot of wrestling fans has kind of reignited their interest in wrestling uh, Michael Killam tweeted out so many guys get over in New Japan pro wrestling by losing just because the quality of the matches is so high and the crowds respect the effort uh, so Jay White, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, and NATO all lost big matches at the Dome, came out today and were treated as even bigger stars. Uh, then, as if the microprocessor issue wasn't enough, uh, if you're like me and you have an HP laptop, uh, HP support tweeting out uh, that there's a worldwide voluntary safety recall and replacement program for batteries shipped in certain notebook PCs and mobile workstations sold worldwide from December 2015 through December 2017. So if you've got an HP laptop that was purchased between December 2015 and December 2017, there's a good chance that you'll need to get the battery replaced through this program because if you don't, it could actually catch on fire. Um, so. Uh, it says a lot about these companies when they're producing these things that they're clearly just doing it to quickly get it out there they're not doing the proper testing on it they don't really seem to care so much about security as much as cost and time uh, you see that with the microprocessors you see that with the batteries now with HP you saw that before with the Samsung Note uh, catching on fire um, really pathetic to be honest um, but on the total flip side of that, uh, Business Insider UK uh, tweeted out this really interesting moment on Twitter uh, of expanding shoes that they've made to help children in developing countries. So it can actually expand up to five sizes, uh, and I found that story to be really interesting. Uh, if you're interested, you can check that out on Twitter. Um, it is really, really interesting because those shoes will last them for quite a few years. Uh, and they've distributed now over 120,000 pairs. And again, they can expand up to five sizes, so you're talking about quite a few years of usage. Uh, then the Washington Post, uh, back in July, uh, I was late to finding this article, but it's still relevant and it's still interesting. Uh, the Washington Post uh, had an article uh, where they did a brain study of 111 former NFL players and out of the 111 former NFL players only one did not show signs of CTE uh, so that's a pretty scary study uh, as we continue to learn more and more about CTE and the effects uh, that football have on the brain uh, then uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who's always a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast, tweeted out that if you eat eggs during pregnancy, it can actually improve cognitive function of children. Uh, pregnant women that were given twice the RDA for choline uh, during their third trimester had children with cognitive benefits, including faster information processing speeds. And she has an article out about that. Uh, it's a pretty interesting study there. Um, then in football, uh, going back to football for a second, the Raiders are actually going to sign 
John Gruden, who hasn't coached since 2008, uh, to a 10-year contract worth $100 million. (laughs) Now, on the plus side, this takes him off ESPN, so nobody has to hear him do commentary anymore, which is a a bonus. Um, but the fact that they waste, they're waste they wasting 10 years and $100 million on somebody that hasn't coached in 10 years is unbelievable. Uh, an example of where that worked in the past might be Pete Carroll, but that wasn't that he, he wasn't coaching. He went back to college to coach, and then he came back to the NFL with the Seahawks. Uh, this is completely taking time away from coaching for 10 years to broadcast and then going back to the NFL to coach. Uh, so a ridiculous contract. Uh, I agree with uh, Troll Weathers' tweet here, which just says, laugh my fucking ass off. Um, it, just a, a horrible signing by the Raiders. That time will show it was a huge mistake for them as they move to Vegas. Uh, so that makes it even worse, really. Uh, Bob McKenzie tweeted out, that a, there seems to be an arrangement between Calgary and Jaromir Yager when he signed that if it wasn't working out for one party or the other, that they would mutually agree to terminate his contract. And I was saying that this could all just be part of Yager's plan to play in the Olympics upon his release. <laughs> I doubt that, but I had to tweet that. Um, then uh, we'll end the podcast with, uh, speaking of the Calgary Flames, Uh, Their head coach in practice today was cursing up a storm at his players and he took his stick and literally tossed it over the glass 12 rows back. Um, He has been uh, critical of his team before in the past, but this is probably on another level. Um, It'll be interesting to see how much longer he lasts as the coach for the Calgary Flames. Obviously, if they're looking at terminating the contract of Yarmir Yager, they might be looking at other things too. Uh, So as always, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and we will see you on the next episode.